welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now, and then we talk about them. I am the boyfriend. And I'm Drew. (laughs) And you're not very well this week. It sucks. Yeah. Because this is the first time in a long time that we have planned to cover a live piece of theatre, so of course... The universe would throw a curveball mm-hmm. that says, hey, you're going to feel sick. Yeah. And we had to make the very difficult choice to not go and see a live piece of theatre. Yeah, you just needed to be in bed, resting, Yeah, not being sick anymore. Yeah, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. I know that there is a streamed version of Public Domain. Yeah, we will find a way to watch Public Domain. Because I, I'm so desperate to see this show. And um, I did the research on this one. Yep. And I was so hyped to see this one. And I knew it was going to be great. So hopefully we'll get a chance to see it on a stream. Because the stream is out there. It exists. It was streamed back in January, back in December, I think, as well. So, uh, yeah. So you've tuned in expecting that. I I don't know what the plan is at this point. You've promised me a spoonful of sugar, Mm -hmm. the sugar being a musical, to help my medicine go down. Yeah, obviously, you know, I've I've picked something that's going to make you feel better. And because it is the sort of start of summer, it's very hot today. It's meant to be boiling for the rest of the week. So obviously, it's time to go to summer camp with Camp Rock. (laughs) You're excited, I can tell. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite public domain. No, but, but it will definitely make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> if it distracts, then that's fine. Yeah. So, Camp Rock is DCOM. Mm-hmm. 2006-ish? 2008. Okay, so 2000... High School Musical was 2006. And obviously this is made riding like the momentum of High School Musical 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Jonas Brothers. Yes, indeed. Kind of what makes them famous. Like this is their first real big thing. Kind of. So initially the Jonas Brothers weren't in this. Really? Yeah, they were, they were just casting for it the same way they did with High School Musical. They just put out a casting yeah. call and Joe Jonas got cast. And then because Disney were tr- were working on making the Jonas Brothers a thing, when they cast Joe Jonas in this, they then wrote in characters for the other two. Okay, that Nick seems fair. Nick and Kevin. So Joe Jonas is the one that's married Sophie Turner. Yep. Which is weird because he's a lot older than her. Is he? He must be. Because the age he is here... Is probably the age she was when she started Game of Thrones. Oh, so maybe not, because Game of Thrones is... Joe Jonas is 31. Okay, so he's my age. Sophie wow. Turner is 25. Yeah, so age... Basically, our age difference. I am Joe Jonas, and you Plus are Sophie Turner. Plus or minus a couple of years, yeah. Yeah. Plus a year. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. You are 25. I'm not 25. You're, you're 26. <laughs> Cool. You just outed yourself as being a bad boyfriend. No, (laughs) I've outed myself as being bad at math. I'm not well. I'm not well. This is. You've just outed yourself as being a bad girlfriend. (laughs) 
Okay. So I'm yeah. 26 and you are 30. 31. No, you're not. I am 31. <laughs> no, you're not. March 1990. And we're in the year 2021. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you're old. Jeez. The joke I find is... I a young man. The joke is, though, I've been saying I'm still 30. That's because, why I think you're 30. Because my 30th birthday was our first day in isolation mm. back in 2020. Yeah. So... Okay. That's why. That's your fault. I don't pretend to be 25. <laughs> okay. We also have in this movie Demi Lovato, who very recently came out as non-binary, which is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And uses they, them pronouns now. Yes. However, for the for talking about this film, because the character that Demi Lovato plays uses she, her pronouns in the film, we'll be referring to Mitchy, which is the female character, as she, yes. but Demi Lovato by their preferred pronouns. Yeah, by they, them. Yeah. Which is awesome, though. Like, mm. I, I I, love it when you see famous people able to come out and, and be true to themselves. Yeah. I think it's really important. And I also think helps make it easier for youngsters. Is this Demi Lovato's kind of debut they had been in 13 oh you're thinking of ariana grande okay the difficulty is they are both disney products you know mm-hmm. they both come from the disney system so you've got demi lovato and ariana grande demi lovato yeah did i think let it go for frozen yeah uh, not as the, so they they did a thing at the end of Frozen. Yeah, but they did it for but every that wasn't Disney Demi film. Lovato. Who was it? It was like a child actor. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what her name was. It was one of their current child actors, but obviously I've aged out yeah. of watching Disney channels. So this is Demi Lovato's first venture into the world of film. Yes. <laughs> TV films, and then they were in the Jonas Brothers 3D concert experience. Fantastic. Princess Protection Program, which is another DCOM. Then Camp Rock 2. Then Smurfs, The Lost Village. Okay, the all CG one. Mm-hmm. Then they had a couple of their own sort of filmography type things where it was like an extended concert tour yes. video, things like that. And then Charming, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, and then Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil, which is a 2021 release. Nice. Yeah. Which I still haven't seen that Eurovision film. No, we probably should see it. Yeah. But you don't it's a like, musical. You don't like Will Ferrell. No, but I do like Dan Stevens. And apparently he's in it. Well, he was the beast, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I want to see it. He's what, funny. But you know what? We should, we should have done that that last is a lot, week that is for a Eurovision. Film. Yeah, but because it was Eurovision, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh... Okay, so Camp Rock. Mm-hmm. <sighs> summer Tell camp. Tell me what you think the plot of this film is. Kids go to summer camp to yeah. be rock stars. Sure. You know, and there's like a rival gang who wants to shut down Camp Rock because like they own the land and they're like a big business. Sure. And Camp Rock is all like, no, because rock is about spirit and, you know... Your, your, your big big business and that's not what rock's about 
Or is that Camp Rock 2? <laughs> it's Camp Rock 2. <laughs> I was going to be like, that's not the plot of the first one. Yeah, so that's Camp yeah, Rock 2. Well, yeah. Which is why there's only two, because they lose. Because it, it culminates in a... Um, like a singing competition, which Camp Rock loses. Yeah. How do you, how do you know that? you'd watched it and I just was pottering about, like mm. cleaning or off to the gym. Yeah. And came back so it, if that's that the point. plot of the second one, what happens so in the So the first one, one is just like establishing Camp Rock. Maybe it's the first year of Camp Rock. Maybe. Maybe. It, it, they play rock music, but it's not rock music. It's never rock music. Yeah, which I really resent. You can decide whether there's I really any rock. resent them calling it like camp rock when it isn't rock music. Well, you know, like so the Jonas Brothers in this film are supposed to be rock stars. Yeah, but the style of music that they do is not rock. It's decom rock. Yeah, it's not rock though. It's like pop. With a tiny bit of rock in it. Yeah, and as I think, as, as a kid growing up, I mean, I say as a kid, this came out, I was 18. Yeah, you were too old for you this know, like, I was going to university, possibly already at university. Did this debut September? Uh, June. Okay, so I just finished my A-levels. Mm-hmm. I was 18, and I was getting prepped for university. I'm very in my, very deep in my rocker phase yeah my my emo phase my metal phase bands like trivia metallica my chemical romance green day yeah you know what i would define as rock so i would see this and be like no this isn't rock Mm -hmm. where did my rock go who knows but i can understand that as a teeny bopper i wasn't a teeny bopper when this came i can understand as a teeny bopper yeah that this is this is rock to them like Hmm. You know, this is... It's this like is, watered down. This is your gateway into that road. So that's fine. Yeah, for sure. It's heavily manufactured rock. Yeah. So Camp Rock started filming in September of 2007. They filmed for... Four months. 25 days. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were seven months of editing and reshoots. Seven months of reshoots. <laughs> no, well... <sighs> And they filmed in two different summer camps, I guess both of which are in Ontario. But I, I guess they've got to probably do it over that period of time because it's whilst it's still summer, but also after or before summer camp season. Well, so you say that in America, because I worked at a summer camp for a couple of years, summer camp ends in at the beginning of August because the schools go back mid-August. Okay. So I don't know about... Canada, yeah, because they filmed this in Canada. At which point, it was no longer summer. Weird. They are filming the summer camp movie. So maybe that, but that, then maybe that's that's the issue. Is they've literally got very limited like time to do it because yeah. the weather, the seasons will change. Yeah. Well, the summer camp I worked at, yeah, was up sort of near the mountains area, like in New York State, but like way up in the forests and stuff, and like nowhere near the city. Yeah, and. They told us, basically, that the reason that our camp ended on the last day of, um, well, the first day of August, was because if you were there till the end of August, it starts snowing at that point. And at the beginning of the summer season, we're all there cleaning snow off of things. You have a couple of months in these sort of forest mountain summer camps to clear out. And of course, let's not forget that come October with the spooky season... Summer camps become quite a dangerous place to be anyway. Obviously, yeah. With, you know, Jason and Freddie mm-hmm. on the loose. Yeah. 
Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Is this... Where, where was the summer camp that they filmed Stage Fright? Was that Canada as well? Yeah, it was. It's not in the same place. Though. I was going to say, it's not the same one. That would be so interesting. No. So they filmed at YMCA Camp Wanakita, yeah. which is in Ontario, and then Kilku Camp, which is in Minden, Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Two different summer camps. So you've got 25 days of shooting, mm-hmm. seven months of editing reshoots. I'm going to imagine... Based on that, the choreography is not the same that we're going to be seeing for a Descendants or a High School Musical because they've not had like extensive work before. Uh, you say that, but a lot of these people are already Disney performers. We also have people like Alison Stoner in this cast, who is the little girl from uh, Cheap by the Dozen. Cool. Like the one kid that dates Ty- Taylor Lautner. Yeah. When they're both babies. Yeah. And so she's she's a very famous dancer. Okay. So we have a lot of dance stuff going on. The choreography was done by Dean Cundy, who has worked previously with John Carpenter, Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis. Back to the Future, Christmas Carol, Pirate Zemeckis. Express. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also a director. Cool. But he's very well known for his horror movies. Which is why it's really funny that somehow he ended up here at Camp Rock doing yeah. this. But, you know. And, yeah, they so they had... When I say they started, they filmed for 25 days, they did weeks and weeks of rehearsals okay. beforehand. The same as they did for High School Musical. They were in the Disney studios filming, like, their rehearsal takes and going over the songs and everything and recording the soundtrack. Fair. So everything was done sort of in advance. Okay. So this obviously comes out June. Mm-hmm. Perfect, like, introduction to summer camp. Or maybe, you know, for coming home from summer camp. Yeah, you that's know. true. Uh, but you've got something that is certainly going to get them inspired, ready for the season. How that's does it... Really interesting. I never thought about that. Really? Is that... So I would fly on the 21st of June yes. to get to camp. Yeah. And you're there for six weeks. So kids must be prepping at this point for summer camp. They're getting ready to go to their summer camp. So yeah, yeah, this is perfect release time. Yeah, because it really is. It's like, hey, before you go, let's hope you get, you know, watch this and inspire let's your hope camp you have experience. This summer. Yeah. How many people do you think watch this? I'm like, I'm going to baseball camp. Boo, I want to go to Camp Rock. Well, I'm sure it's the same experience I had as watching Monsters University. Yeah. Where I was like, yay, I'm going to uni, hooray, and then got there and had basically the same experience that Mike does in Monsters University. Yeah, whereas my uni experience was very much like, I was, I think, in my, going into my second year of uni, when I was moving out of my mum's, and then Toy Story 3 came out, and I'd already started selling my toys. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, <laughs> no. oh no, what have I done? <laughs> that the Toy Story movies really mess me up as a kid. Yeah, but especially because like that was also my mum's like point in her life. Yeah, watching her eldest. God, yeah, you know, that's pack scary. Pack up and go. Yeah. Okay. Guess which channel this was released on? Disney Channel. Nope. ABC's The Wonderful World of Disney, which is excellent, yeah. and also on the Disney Channel. Did it have a similar thing to High School Musical too? That this was the only thing on any like. Yeah, basically, it was on ABC, ABC Family, Disney Channel, and The Wonderful World of Disney. So, the only Disney property that wasn't showing it was ESPN. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> and on its release evening, it was watched by 8.9 million viewers, which made it the set the third highest viewed decom at the time. Under High School Musical 1 and 2. No, under High School Musical 2 and the Wibbly... The Wizards of Waverly Place. The Wizards of Waverly Place movie. Yeah. The Wibbly Wizards. The, w- the Wibbly Wobbly Wizards movie. <laughs> I just ceased to be able to Is that a musical or is that just like a straight... It's just a, it's just a film. God. It's really... It's kind of dark. Yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place. If you think about it too hard. It's a weird one. And then it got released on DVD, obviously. They released the soundtrack. The soundtrack hit the Billboard 200. It was number three. Yeah. Which is insane. But that didn't come out until uh, after the, the show had come out. So this would have come out at the same time as Mamma Mia. No, Mamma Mia came out in 2009. No, it didn't. Mamma Mia came out in 2008. It came out oh, okay. the same year as The Dark Knight. Oh, so cool. this was... <laughs> so you've got two very important musicals, I guess. Yeah, Camp Rock and Mamma Mia. Yeah, for uh, <laughs> different, very, very different... Uh, demographics mm-hmm. but i guess the dvd release that i mean the biggest dvd release of 2008 yeah was mamma mia so this isn't gonna come anywhere close in terms of that dvd release mm-hmm. what's and... the reception to it like then so obviously a lot of people watch it second only to high school musical 2 but better than high school musical 1 what's the reaction not necessarily critically but you know disney channel widely people liked it it Obviously, I said it had 8 million viewers. It then was re-shown on June 21st, and it had 3 million viewers. And then on again on June 22nd, it also had 3 million viewers. So there was a lot of chance for people to see it. People widely yeah, liked so... this. This is a very nostalgic movie, and it's kind of making a comeback at the moment in that people are revisiting a lot of these decoms, and Camp Rock is... Definitely one of the most interesting. But I think is that the advent of TikTok because a lot of this music is on TikTok as well nowadays. Yeah, and a lot of these songs are very TikTok videoable. Yeah, you know, in a good way. Has there been any talk, especially Disney Plus, hmm. of a Camp Rock three with like the old Jonas Brothers coming back, like setting it canonically at their age now? Has there been any talk? Not that I've heard of, but that would be excellent considering that you know what happens at the end of Camp Rock Well, it would make sense that, like, they've had to build something up from scratch and it's a different Camp Rock, you know, a different place, but they they could. I would love to know what happened to these characters. It feels very weird. Disney like trilogies. Yeah. You know, like, you don't get many Disney's one and two. There's always... It's really interesting because obviously we've got the High School Musical trilogy... Um, Zombies has been set up for a third yeah, one. Yeah, because they've got a second one, but they're definitely doing a third one. Obviously, Descendants was a three. If Disney do... The only one that's not is Teen Beach Movie. Yes. Same as this. Yeah. And I don't think they will do a third Teen Beach Movie. But I think sometimes it is more a case of doing it a lot later on, like having the same characters, but grown up characters. Mm. Interesting. What is your thought on this one? I love Camp Rock. I have very, very fond memories of working at the summer camp that I did work at. Yeah. My job was to paint sets for their theatre programme and work backstage during the shows. And we would blast decom music while we were painting the sets because me and my best friend Laurie are big decom nerds. This is how we became friends. 
and we would just play like the whole camp rock soundtrack to work to and it was great so i'm very attached to this film is camp rock part of what made you want to do like a camp experience then because you were a fan of this <laughs> camp rock and wet hot american summer yeah <laughs> which i'm aware are two very different two very things. very 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 different things but yes but yeah between the two of them if you merged camp rock and wet hot american summer into one movie that's what summer camp's like yeah. as an ad like for counsellors. So so this feels quite authentic then? Yeah. Okay, cool. I find it quite authentic. Okay, so I've got my passport. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to fare on this, this bumpy ride mm-hmm. today, but we're off to Camp Rock. Yes, indeed. Will it be rock and roll or is rock dead? Where did the rock go? Where did the That's rock go? That's what you're go? probably going to be saying at the end of this. Where is the rock? <laughs> I don't know. I'll give it a try. You know, High School Musical 2 showed it had improved on the formula. And if this has come after High School Musical 2, then there's a chance this will also build on those successes. Hmm. So, you know, I've taken some medicine. (laughs) I'm ready for my musical medicine now and let's give give this a shot. Woohoo! had a joyous summer yeah we attended final jam and i won obviously you see you saying attended final jam implies that we've also watched camp rock 2 the final jam which we haven't yeah but final jam is the thing at the end of this episode fights camp rock 2 is the final i jam. know there's a difference oh yeah because it's their final jam that's what the but... means <laughs> it was a nice way to kill a saturday afternoon it wasn't terrible it wasn't, like, great. It's not it... epic cinema. <laughs> no, but, like, I felt like there was less wrong with it than... Well, like you say, at this point, they've done High School Musical 1 and 2. They're happy with their sort of uh, real-life teen drama yeah. storylines. This isn't going to change the world, but... You never know. It isn't, like, offensive in the way that High School Musical... And Descendants one were mm-hmm. like obviously not offensive like they weren't like oh how did they get away with that just like you know what I mean they they didn't they weren't it wasn't that bad yeah it wasn't great this is pretty low stakes as well yeah for the the main plot line there's not really any high stakes we're just here to enjoy our summer yeah and the romantic plot line doesn't have very high stakes either it's not like High School Musical no, where everything it, feels so dramatic all the time which is part of the whole high school drama but I yeah. feel like that hinders it a little bit because it's like seriously get some perspective whereas it's just like okay we're aware this is a camp summer yeah. problem and like it was fine mm-hmm. it wasn't great but it was a lot 
better than I thought it would be. I, I thought maybe I chuckled... you're really ill. <laughs> you did just How like, sick check. Are you? you did just check my head and were like, "Oh, your temperature's really bad." I'm quite warm, yeah. So if this episode makes no sense, lovely listeners, it's because Danny is basically high because of his temperature. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to introduce a, someone to a decom. Yeah. So absolutely. It starts very similar to High School Musical, and it surprised me in the sense of, like, it's just that Disney Channel original movie. Mm -hmm. There's no real pomp to, like, the introduction. There's no big logo. And I thought that's kind of weird considering, like, High School Musical 2's happened. And they use the Camp Rock logo so much. Yeah. Like, it's in all the branding for Mm -hmm. Camp Rock itself. And when when this came out, when I was a kid, Claire's was obviously a big deal. Yes. And probably still is. To, Claire's still runs. Like yeah, they yeah. are a very successful brand, and they had a big thing of selling Camp Rock merchandise. Yeah, but what I mean is just the fact that the Camp Rock label is actually on everything in this film already. Yeah. So why not just actually start off with, you know, zoom in on a pamphlet on her bedside table, zoom out, we yeah. start the film, yeah. As opposed to just a Disney Channel original movie in Verdana or Times New Roman font, you know, like yeah. It doesn't make it look a big deal. Same way that High School Musical 1 doesn't look a big deal because of it. And then we see Mitchie, who is waking up. Mum has shouted, get up, it's time for the last day of school. Mm -hmm. Stretches, knocks her CD into her laptop and cues her music. Yeah. I kind of love that. Oh, yeah. Like, Like she's got this down to an art. Yeah, I I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. And we get our first song, Who Will I Be? And, you know, this does have rock vibe to it. Yeah. It didn't feel like, oh, it's it's not a rock song, which Mm -hmm. I will say again and again through this. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, this is a high energy song to kind of keep us going. And I liked that. Yeah. And so even though Mitchie herself isn't singing this song to us, like, to us as an audience, this is her song. She wrote this, she sang it, she produced it in her bedroom, even though it's, like, maybe a bit more high quality than she would actually be able to produce in a bedroom. This is a good way to open. Like, we, this tells me everything I need to know about this character. Yeah, 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 exactly. I I think my my two complaints to this song are, this song isn't long enough, Mm. really, for a musical movie. Mm -hmm. It's maybe a minute long. yeah. Which is a shame. I, I like listening to it. I could have listened to more out of it. The other thing is that it's definitely not Mitchie's hand on the keyboard. When no. she goes to do the, you know... The, the slide, slide, yeah. That's definitely an adult woman's hand. <laughs> that is like... They were like, oh, hey, it would have been really cool if we'd got Demi to do a shot where they, like, ran their hand along the keyboard. That would have been really cool. Well, hey, well, but, you know... You're a woman. You yeah. can do it. You come here. Like, you've got young person hands and then they did not check afterwards exactly and then we go downstairs it's breakfast time and we conveniently turn on the news Mm -hmm. just so we can see the start of a news story that says that shane gray has gone too far and there is disconnect within connect three yeah you get the sense this is like mtv news rather than real but then literally the second that news story ends they turn off the tv it's not like they mute the TV or they turn the TV down a little bit. They just turn, turn off. They literally turned on and off at that point. Mm-hmm. And mum is like, oh, hey, so there was this weird thing I found in the uh, vegetable crisper, this 
this brochure for this this camp rock. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? What is a vegetable crisper? It's what we have at the bottom of our fridge. It's what you put the vegetables. The in. vegetable drawer. Yeah. It's Why is it called a crisper? It keeps them crisp. That's weird. Yeah. But uh, she turns to Mitch and she's like, "You wouldn't know anything about this, or the one that's on the back of the toilet seat, or <laughs> the, you know, Hoover, the yeah. Hoover." No, Mum, I've got no idea. But please let me go. And Mitchie's <laughs> smile looks just like Simba and Nala's does in the animated Liking <laughs> when they're like, please. The, the big grin, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So, uh, you know, I, I like this. You know, we're, we're straight into the kind of middle of this this plot line. Mm-hmm. And it's a no. No. So her family cannot afford the tuition for they Camp Rock. Just can't swing it right now. Yeah. And Mitchie's mum, Connie Torres, is played by Maria Canals Barrera who has voiced like every female superhero in the in the animated series for DC and Marvel. That's very cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Like you could name a female superhero, she's probably voiced that. That is great. very, very cool. Yeah. So we learn that at school, she's got one friend who's who learns Mandarin for some reason. Who takes Mandarin. They obviously go to some kind of art school. Yeah, and we learn that, you know, Camp Rock is there for anyone who makes it in the music industry. You're not going to make it if you've not been to Camp Rock. It's that big a deal. Yes, people. Ha- a lot of people have their names attached to it, citing it as like where they started out. And then I kind of realised, this is the last day of school. Yeah. Surely most kids at this point in time have their summer plans set in stone. They have their summer camp place. Because these sort of things will sell out, especially something like Camp Rock, where if you want a future in the industry, you're not going to really get it if you've not been to Camp Rock. So should there really be any doubt in either of their minds that she's not going to Camp Rock at this point you in time? You should definitely keep that in mind for the second one. Yeah. Because the fact that there is a space for her to fill, the fact that Every bunk we go into has spare beds. Yeah, Camp Rock is not as big a deal as they make it out to be. Not anymore. No, but I think that was very, very interesting. And I've got a few points to flag with that, especially towards the end of the film. Mm -hmm. That like... There's maybe not as many kids here as we think there should be. Yeah. Yeah. So... I would love to But my point is still, at this point though, surely both of them should know, oh, hey, you're not going to Camp Rock camp starts tomorrow or in two days you would know by now Mm -hmm. like suspension of disbelief a little bit well they can't summer camps hire their staff in like november yeah like that far in advance you know that you're going that far exactly so and i don't find that believable yeah you know it, it is what it is but anyway mitchy goes home and mitchy goes to her job and then she goes home she mentions uh, yeah. this in conversation. And Dad's like, oh, hey, you're going to come make burgers? And Mitchy wants none of it. Mm-hmm. A little bit annoyed. And Dad's like, fine. Don't get your surprise then. And we learn that Mum has been a great mum mm-hmm. and has got a contract to be the official caterer to Camp Rock. Yep. And as such, they got a discounted rate. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So she's going to camp. Literally solved so quickly. Mm-hmm. And here is another sort of dystopian thing about Camp Rock is what happened to the caterer that should have been booked to work there 
since like way earlier in the year. Well, this is it. So were they just not going to feed the kids? I guess they just weren't going to have a specific caterer. We're going to feed them on the power of rock. Yep. That's all you need, right? Yeah. That and black coffee. So we cut straight to Camp Rock and I turned to you and I said, are we watching Stomp? <laughs> because there's this boy who's just drumsticking on everything. And I'm sure he has a name because he's in the second one as well, but I can't find He speaks maybe he once is. in the whole... He speaks film. maybe once in the second one as well. So I would say it's less Camp Rock and more just camp music. Because mm-hmm. no one seems strictly rock here. Yeah. It's a music camp. Well, that's what I mean. Why not just call it camp music? You know, because to call it camp rock, and then you've got some hip hop, you've got some like Broadway musical theatre, you've got some pop. You're not really delivering on what you promised. If I had gone as a teenager to camp rock, well, I would be so disheartened when I arrived at this place. So... The, sh- the film and the camp were not originally going to be called Camp Rock. What were they going to be Initially, called? it was going to be called Rock Camp Rules. And then they scrapped that very quickly. Good, and then they decided good. it was going to be called Camp Rock On. Like that, that phrase. Yeah. So that was Better. what it was for ages. And then people stopped bothering to say on. And it just became Camp Rock. But it was supposed to be like, rock on. Yeah, which I can understand. But I think when you imply it's camp rock, you're expecting it to just be rock music. And the only song we've got has kind of got like, rock in the way that Avril Lavigne's early stuff was rock. You know? What is her genre, technically? I don't know nowadays. Not nowadays. I stopped kind of thinking after Girlfriend because I really didn't like that one. I believe that is the last song of hers I heard. And then she wrote the song for um, the Alice in Wonderland movie. The credit song. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Avril Lavigne, and I really like her early stuff. I like the weird uh, theory that she's not Avril Lavigne. Oh, yeah, that Avril Lavigne died, and they've just replaced her. I don't it's, know enough about it, but that's, that's like a crazy one to me. It is a really, really crazy wormhole. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think calling it camp rock, when it doesn't really seem like you've got this genre. Yeah. Camp music would maybe be better. You know, that's not as catchy. I appreciate it. It's not. I think they they were just going for the catchy name. Yeah, and I'm getting too hung up on it. So, you know, I'll be nice and I'll, I'll let it slide. What I won't be nice on is the fact that, you know, this catering business is clearly a big deal for Connie. And she's invested it in the most disgusting, ugly looking van right. known to humanity. Mm-hmm. That shade of brown. The brown van, yeah. Doesn't look appetising. If I hire caterers and that shows up, I'm thinking I might just pop down to Tesco and put on a buffet spread myself mm-hmm. because that doesn't inspire like confidence. No. And if this is such a big deal, make it look nice. No one's going to look at that and think, hmm, really want to eat Connie's food. Well, so who's cooking for the first day? Yeah. Because yeah. like, so obviously what's happened is the previous caterer has dropped out they needed a caterer and Connie offered a good rate. <laughs> they were just like, anyone will do. Do you know what? The, 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 they're probably laughing to themselves. Okay. And we also got a discount camper rate. We'd have literally just given her daughter a free space. Mm, but, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, so she's shown up. On the first day, at the same time as all of the kids arriving, generally 
I know we're going to come back around to when I was at camp over and over again. And trust me, I know what I sound like. But we got up at like 7 a.m. The kids didn't arrive until like 1. And then we all just went straight and had lunch. We definitely have got like some of the camp assistants working on the food through the day in the morning. And they've obviously got all the food in anyway. Yeah. And we see that there are other people working in the kitchens, like kitchen staff. But Connie's obviously just in charge. Yeah, she's kind of plotting the meals with what they've already got. Uh, we meet, is he Brown? Yeah, his name Brown is... Brown Cesario. Brown Cesario. I don't think he actually knew Mick Jagger. I think it's posturing. I think it's posturing as well. And I don't think he opened for Aerosmith. But yes, we meet Brown Cesario. And he's okay. I, I, I think he's inoffensive. He's cute. He grows on me as this film goes on. I think you said to me, it's like... You know you're getting older when you start to like his character more. To, to like adult characters more in these decoms. Yeah. And this, Brown is one of the characters that I grew to like really quickly because he has that exact kind of sarcasm that I have. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I was nice. Well, I was really nice. I gave you a chance. We, and now I'm just going to be an adult. Yeah, we joked with High School Musical 2 that I liked... You know the manager of the country estate a lot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Fulton. I've got yeah. I, I wouldn't say I've got anyone from the school I'd want to be. That's when we know we're in danger of High School Musical three. <laughs> if I can find a teacher that I want to play, we'll see. So, Mitchy bumps into music royalty because we meet Tess, and Tess's mum has won multiple Grammys. Yes, her mum is T.J. Tyler, that famous musician. Yeah, we we learn that she's a famous musician. Yeah. She has a trillion and one Grammys, apparently. And every time she gets a new Grammy, she gives a little charm for Tess's bracelet. Yeah. Weighing her down with her own mediocrity there. <laughs> Basically. You will never like a... be me. Look at your charm bracelet and know you will never be me. Well, they're probably like, I don't know whether they say this. I always just assumed they were like solid gold. Like 24 She's just mounted her gold. Grammys down. It's like, you can have this. There you go, charm bracelet. <laughs> this is nothing to me. And yeah, we also meet Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's a music producer of the future. Yeah, check me out. So did this did, is did, really did. quite interesting, though, that <laughs> this isn't just people who want to perform music. They mm-hmm. also want to work within the industry. Yeah, and we have a, a lot of kids who are performers and dancers. We have a lot of kids here that don't seem to want to be stars that are quite content with being in the background. Well, I think the music producer thing is a good idea because you're, you're going to make, make connections. connections. Yeah, and you're going to, you know, you could scout people and, and have good friendships that when you finally make it or, you know, when you, when you start as a producer and, you know, you can say, well, hey. Yeah, but if you want to be a commercial dancer like some of these kids clearly you're at do, the wrong... this isn't the right camp. No, exactly. You should be a dance camp. Yeah. So we learn that for the first time ever, there's going to be a celebrity guest teacher. Yes, indeed. It's a Jonas brother. (laughs) It was Shane Gray. And we cut to their limo and he is not interested. No, with his shaggy, shaggy haircut. (laughs) Yes. And we learn that Connect 3 connected at Mm -hmm. Camp Rock, Mm -hmm. but they're brothers. So they would have avoided being connected. So they're not. They're not. Oh, God, they are. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I know, because they are brothers. They're actual brothers as well. Yeah, so, so def- obviously they are the Jonas Brothers, but the characters in the film are Shane, Nate, and Jason Gray. Yeah. So were they just, like, estranged? Did they all have different dads? Is it, like, the parent trap? 
I, I would like to think it's parent I want track. a prequel to Camp Rock with like younger Jonas Brothers. <laughs> the parent I'm basically though. learning that like, oh, hey, you're from England and I'm from Arizona and hey, you're from Germany, but we all look the same. That would be great. So, yeah. And they they tell him as they boot him out of the car, it's like, oh, by the way. You're going to record a song with the gonna... person who wins Final Jam. Yeah. Bye. And then we Which ta- I think is a good way to tell, tell us as the audience about what the winner gets. Yeah, I mean, and some sex, but that's a one-off. What do they usually have? And I've got an idea, and we'll get to that when we get to Final Jam. Yeah. Because a trophy isn't sufficient. No, but, it isn't. You know, this is nice. You've got steaks as well. Yeah. And then we cut back, and Mitchie is making plasticine burgers. Yeah. And she's nervous about open mic night, which is fair. She's not... She's a singer, but she's never performed before. She's kind of like... Gabriella in that way. Yeah, here's my issue with this. Yes. Your mum got you into this camp by the actual skin of your teeth. And you've been going on about it for God knows how long. All you want to do is be a singer. Get up. I, if I was her mum, I would be like, you are getting up on that stage. Right. And you are singing. I can understand that. And obviously as a parent, I'd be like, hey, this is all you've gone on about now. Get out there and make the most yeah, of yourself. Yeah, I get that you're nervous. Sort yourself out. But then out. what I also would say is... There's a difference between, you know, like, brave and bold in private than when you're there. And when you're there and you meet people like Tess, mm. who come mm. who come from, you know, that, that lifestyle. And you see that they already all know each other. They, they already are way more skilled and experienced than you are. That's going to knock your confidence massively. Yeah. So I do, I get your point. I'm going to argue in favour of Mitchie here, which I won't consistently do through this episode. <laughs> I can understand why she'd be nervous. It'd be like me going to drama camp. Yeah. And then Leonardo DiCaprio's son is there and being like, oh. You know? Yeah. And we have already had the scene where they talk about how everybody's related to somebody. Yeah. You so know? you can completely understand why you lose your nerve a little bit at the first hurdle. We... Follow Mitch as she walks through the camp, and you know we do see Taskmaster Tess. Mm-hmm. I guarantee she won't stay popular if that's the way she treats her friends. Yep, it's my note. And then we cut back to Shane, who is on the phone to connect to, and he says he showered in cold water. He's looked at a tree. He's done. I love the way that he says this. And then I'm like, props to Joe Jonas for making me have a good giggle in this. Where he's like, I have showered in cold water. I have looked at a tree. I like the consistent joke of, but what about my birdhouse? I like the birdhouse. It comes back in the second one. Do you know what? That's the sort of narrative thread I like. It's just a stupid little joke. Oh my God, though. Right. I I said this to you when we were watching the film. Disney had like a personal attack on Kevin Jonas. (laughs) Why was he the dumb one? Why was that the character traits? You had Joe who was the lead, Nick was the heartthrob, and then Kevin was the dumb one. Like, what is that? Who decided that? I don't that know was enough, their image. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Jonas Brothers to make a comment, but it I, is a I weird... I very specifically remember that being their image. It is and a like, weird... Kevin was always just the other one. Yeah, it is a weird choice. Perhaps it's just he was the younger one or not the heart. You know, like, they, they did, like, testing with, like, the 10-year-old girls. Go, which of these boys would you fancy? And, and everyone was like, Nick or Joe. Yeah, and then it's like, well, okay, so... Kevin will be the best friend. Mm-hmm. We get. They this also is... have a younger brother who's in the second one. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So it's four of them. Well, he's like ten. Yeah. So he's one zero ness. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we get this is me. And yeah, Shane Gray feels the music in him. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Sounds I wish we had also watched. Yeah. Oh, that song's great. But again, this is a very short song. This is a really lovely song. And I think it shows off Mitchie's voice fantastically. Yeah. And it sets up our plot. But it doesn't do enough at this moment to show that Shane is like obsessed with this voice. Because we kind of forget that plot line for about half an hour before it kind of gets picked up again. Mm. There needs to be a bigger moment of the, this point here where he's like trying to find this voice. She yeah. goes in, sits at the piano and is like, where did you go? Are you a ghost? And then it's dropped until he's suddenly like, oh, hey, by the way, I want to find this girl. Mm. It should have been far more referenced here because this is such an important moment. Yeah. It's unclear how much time passes. <sighs> it's summer camp, you know, like... Yeah, it's Presumably a timeless a week, void. You know, it, it suddenly it, it feels like you've got the rest of the summer ahead of you until so suddenly it's final jam. You know, that's true. Mum gives good advice, but it's presented as bad advice because she's a decom parent, and that advice is to be yourself. Obviously, you know, like you can so see like me as an adult going, well, that's great advice, but I can imagine as a child, oh, shut in the up, same Mom. in the same way that you've just argued like mum's case mm-hmm. there'll be kids who will be watching and going you don't understand mum the way i did mm-hmm. like so you know i'm embodying you as a teenager there apparently like not even a teenager as a preteen when you first watched this yeah but like also the perspective of from like summer camp of being like nobody here knows me yeah nobody here knows me in the real world Summer camp is this like weird little bubble where I can be whoever I want. Why would I be myself? So interesting song here because we get what it takes Mm -hmm. and we literally never see this girl prominently again. Lola. We never see Lola prominently again. We get one line where she's trying to convince Shane that she's the voice. Why does she not perform at Final Jam? Yeah, so she is supposed to. Yeah. There's a whole list of people who are supposed to perform at Final Jam. But... But something happens in between, so you know. Yeah, so Lola was they were supposed to be a trio. Yes. So in the way that Tess has her two friends, yeah, we were supposed to have Mitchie, Caitlin, and Lola as a trio together, and for some reason, they decided that they were just going to cut a lot of her stuff because she they aren't a conventional trio. Yeah. They don't sleep in the same bunk. They don't hang out together that much, but they were performing as a trio yeah. at the end. And then they just decided to get rid of that. I know. Like they were going to have her teach Mitchie how to dance for her performance. It felt really silly because yep. Lola goes nowhere in hindsight. It's, you think because she's one of the first characters other than Mitchie that we see sitting. Yeah. She should be a bigger deal. And literally we see Lola once more prominently. No, I feel like Caitlin should have sung this. Yeah. Yeah. But Caitlin's not a singer. Caitlin's a music producer of the future. Yeah. So this should have been Tess singing it. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Te- also, did Tess seem popular to you? No. It's always really interesting to me when you see like popular girls in movies. Like in Mean Girls, I completely understand why everyone's obsessed with Regina George. Yes. She's very clearly popular. She plays the game really well. She's nice to people. Yeah, but she yeah, she's got that charisma. There's that kind of je ne, yeah. je ne sais quoi. Yeah. And she does the whole thing where, like, she's really two-faced, obviously, and she's the villain, but she's really nice to people's faces. Yeah. 
because yeah. that gets her things. Exactly. Tess doesn't know how to do that. No. Ironically, no. Tess plays the main character, the Caddy Harron character in Mean Girls 2. Really? Yep. Oh, God. It's the reason I've only ever watched Mean Girls 1. Mean Girls 2 is a wild ride. <laughs> I really dislike the musical director in Camp Rock because she's so cringe, like, popping and locking in the side of all these kind of musical numbers. Yeah, we didn't need her. That she should. All of her lines should have been Browns. Uh, yeah, exactly. You don't need her in it. You can just have Brown there this whole time. Mm. I feel really bad for this actress, though. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, we get a line here with the kids that are like, oh, it's the bling. Rock lifestyle isn't about bling. It's like grunge. You yeah. Know, dirty. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want bling if they're at camp rock. Sure. <laughs> Open mic night and Mitchie doesn't perform. And she has the opportunity to interact with Tess mm-hmm. and Caitlin. And she lies and she claims that her mum is a executive, like chairman in China. And I'm thinking, you know that this is going to go wrong at some point because your mum is here with you. She's literally right here. You know, did she not think for a second to be like, oh, hey, I can just say my mum's here. But like, you know, this is her hobby. Mm-hmm. And my dad is, you know, it, I, I get why it has to happen. Yeah. In terms of the narrative. But how stupid you have to be. And it really makes me lose a lot of respect for Mitchie straight away. Because I'm just like, She's you are. like 14. But you're also an idiot. <laughs> like, I get being young. There's, you can't defend the fact that she's like, oh, hey, yeah, my mum is like this big deal in the music industry. She also instantly feels bad about it. She does. She knows what she's done is wrong, which fine. At least she knows what she's done is wrong. It means you can forgive her for later on, but it's just stupid. You know, I know that we need this as a plot point to happen, but you're just looking at this girl forever more and you're just like, okay, you're an idiot. I know what the stakes yeah, are with you. you literally cannot keep this ruse up. Yeah, so you always know it's going to go wrong and you are looking for it to happen. It's not like, you you know, if she lied about her dad, you think, okay, cool, she can get away with it. And then her dad shows up and one of the girls is just like, oh, hey, can I audition for you? And then I was like, why? We don't need someone for the hardware store. Mm. And then you have this moment. You, you know, it would have been a nice moment if dad's suddenly showing up and you're like, oh, no. Oh no! But you just you you're waiting for this moment with Mum. There's no yeah. suspense there. She is now in the popular gang. It's not a good idea. I think Caitlin's a better person. Yeah, Caitlin... same. Caitlin. I mean, it's clear to us as the audience that Caitlin knows something about Tess. Yeah. But if you were Mitchy, wouldn't you just think that this Caitlin girl is kind of a bitch? Hmm. Like... I don't know. I would say Caitlin immediately comes across far more likable, far more interesting. And genuine than Tess ever does. Yeah. I understand the allure of the popular crowd, but Caitlin actually seems far more genuine. So we cut back to the kitchens, and Mum is flicking through the recipe book, trying to find you know a chili recipe for three hundred because there isn't one. Mm. She works in catering, right? Yeah. Surely she knows that she can just find a recipe for ten people, and and times that by. 30. Mm-hmm. You would think. You would think. I think right, she's no like really... just started this catering No business. wonder it's not like kicking off ground anyway. No wonder the family's struggling. She She's an idiot. You can see she where... can only do groups of 30. Yeah, you can see where Mitchie gets it from. 
Tess's life is not that great because mm-hmm. we we figure out that mum doesn't really care for her. She tries to ring, but mum doesn't pick up the phone. So you, you get, I'd like to see more of that sense of Tess's like, you know, not all that glitters is gold lifestyle. Yeah, I, would, I wish there was more of it. That would be way better. This is one that I really could have done with an extra half an hour. I actually would like to see an extra half an hour of this world to, to flesh out some of these characters, give us a bit more Lola, give us a bit more Tess. Because mm-hmm. this is the thing, is I'm, I see this bit now and I know for a fact that Tess is not as bad as she makes out to be. Yeah. So even though she does, she, she's arguably the villain, I feel sorry for her quite, quite consistently. Mm-hmm. So either we don't do this until the end or we do this frequently, but we show it being more malicious. Like it, it, it explains why she's, she's so awful. Yeah. That you can understand it, but you're still like, do you not learn that this doesn't help your case? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're in, they're in class and Mitchie sings, this is me. She's nervous. Yeah. And then sings it really well. And Tess lies and says it was great. Oh, I love, um, oh, how does Brown phrase it? It's uh, so low, so but you don't have to sing so low that no one can hear it. Yeah, that's great. It's great so lines. funny. All of his lines sound like somebody was like... They sound like he just came up with them on the spot. Yeah. They were like, just ad-lib. Yeah. Like something about how she's singing really quietly. And he, he just did that. He is the highlight of any scene he's in. Mm-hmm. There's some really nice moments. And I don't think he's used enough. Yeah. And... Yeah, we get another nice moment with with Brown where Shane is woken up. He has the vase of water thrown over him, and he's he's like, "Leave your mattress out to dry because it's the only one you're getting." Oh, and by yeah. the way, um, you should fill up the water bottle, the, the the water of the flowers because they look a little parched. That's so funny. So funny. I love I love that kind of sarcastic. Some great wit. camp counselling. Yes, it's great. This is when we get the. The singing bit. Mm-hmm. So she's already saying this is me to her friends. Everyone's like, oh, it's great. And Tess lies. But then we also get a hick. She says, uh, I'm going to pick someone, you. And Tess is like, well, I'll do it. No, the finger picked her. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use that in my classroom. And this is when Mitchie sings. Yes. And she sings, who will I be? And she gets into it. And Tess frowns because it's, it's clear she dislikes competition and yep. other talent. So the, the, this scene is also really, really important because we're going to reference it later. Mm-hmm. Brown knows. Brown has heard this song. Yes. Yes. So we'll get to that later. And if you've seen Camp Rock, you're going to know what I am referring to currently. Mm-hmm. But we'll come back around to it. It's one of those moments where perhaps he shouldn't have been the person in charge of this. Yeah, like we he shouldn't have... have been in this scene. It's like the one scene where Dee Dee should have been in charge. Yeah. Where like... Is that her name? I don't know. Musical director MD, I called mm-hmm. her because I didn't actually catch her name. Her name is... D. LeDuc. She's okay. played by Julie Brown, <laughs> who I think was in Adam's Family. Cool. Amongst other things. Tess, obviously being quite cunning and conniving, mm-hmm. says to Mitchie, oh, you've got a lovely voice. You should, you should be back up for me. You should be part of my group. And Mitchie says, no, I have aspirations. I want to be a solo. And then... Is quickly like convinced, like solos are scary. Have you you've never done it in front of an audience? Maybe next year. And yeah, wow, you must be really brave. Like yeah. this this audience, they're scary. So yes, mental warfare. It's the one time off. we see Tess actually 
successfully manipulate somebody. Yeah. Who is a child. Yeah, like, she doesn't do it her again. Age. Well. Her age. Yeah, I was going to say, because she's at least done this camp before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She literally has two friends. Nobody seems to like her or care about her. I think people know about her. People have caught on to her games. Yeah. And, yep, Mitchie runs off to the kitchen and then Shane shows up. So she hides on the floor and covers her face in flour. Yes. And... Because in true Disney Channel fashion, you've got to... If you're somebody in a kitchen, you've got to get absolutely covered in some sort of Oh, yeah, and obviously, like... She doesn't want celebrity Shane Gray to know that she is just a kitchen worker. I don't think she wants anybody. She didn't know it was him before yeah. he came in, you know? So he's going on about how, oh, yeah, my agent should have sent my, my dietary concerns. And she's like, well, no, you didn't get that. So stop being such a jerk. Uh, what if you're serving him something he's allergic to? Well, he also... Come as, on, Mitchie. As he walks over to her, he picks up a cupcake that yeah. sat on the side on, like, a big tray of cupcakes that's obviously for dessert with dinner. Yeah. With blue frosting on, he wipes the frosting off on his hand and puts it in his mouth, and then he puts the cupcake back. Right, so, yeah, there is... Right, there he is some obviously obnoxious is stuff. not that worried about no, being allergic to but things. she should be far more like, oh, no, because if he was, like, vegetarian... Or if he was deathly allergic to peanuts, mm-hmm. she's going to kill a celebrity. She should take this more seriously. That's one Michelin star removed from her catering company. That's true. However, it's clear he's being he's he's being a diva over this. Yeah, and but the way that she talks to him, because she basically t- tells him, him to shut place, up, yeah. he then is a better person for it. Right. Also, as he comes into this scene. He already has a blue tongue yeah. from the frosting because they shot this scene a couple of times. I'm I'm being pedantic. Yes. He is a jerk. There's there's no way around it. And yeah, he's being a right Karen. to call him out. So we get a scene now mm-hmm. between Brown and Shane. And Brown's like, what happened to the kid who, was, who just loved music? And Shane's like, that kid's dead. Yeah, basically. <laughs> died when I joined my record label. I I play music now for the masses. I don't Mm -hmm. get to do what I want. Yeah. That's basically what he's bitter about for this whole movie. Oh, yeah. And I can understand that. It's like, you know, when you love something and you can't get to do what you love because you're now doing it for people, Mm -hmm. you know. And, yeah, (laughs) for some reason he is teaching hip-hop dance at Camp Rock. Yeah. God, just the worst hip hop dance. So this this scene very recently yeah. joined TikTok. Yes. And a lot of people were making fun of it. And so it got quite big on TikTok because of how bad the dancing is here. So people were making videos where they would play the video and then copy his dance. Yes. To show that what the characters are doing in the background is not what he's doing. Okay, but what I will say in defense of this scene. But Joe Jonas did a, a video to talk about it and was like, I thought I looked really cool, guys. When I was that age, when I filmed that, I thought I looked amazing. And I'm an adult now, and I know that I don't. But be <laughs> it's nice. That's really funny. That's really awesome that he responded to it. I'm, I'm actually going to defend you, Joe Jonas. Yeah. I'm going to say that you're a fantastic teacher. Yeah. Because you net... He basically doesn't talk to them. At no point do you offer any verbal instruction. You just do, mm-hmm. and they follow. And it may not be perfect, 
but they learn I something. I think you should try that in your classroom I when would, we get back to school. I would 100% say fantastic teaching there because yeah, it's just good behavior you've mirrored, mm -hmm. you know, you, you are demonstrating as a teacher mm -hmm. and they are they are following your lead. You don't have to give any verbal instructions. There's no clear learning objectives, sure, but you're not giving verbal instruction. And all those kids make progress. Some of them yeah. aren't dancers. They all dance by the end of it. Yeah, and some true. of them are similar. And you, you've given them more confidence. So, Joe Jonas, I know you are listening to our Quaint Little podcast. Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. I thought you looked pretty cool. And yeah. I think you've done a great job teaching those children. So, don't let the haters get you down one of the boys trips over his own feet and tess is rude about him and joe jonas who's it's not, not just, called joe jonas it's not Shane. just not just one of the boys it's a drumstick boy oh i found out what his name was by the way dsb his name is andy andy drumstick boy the actor is giovanni spina spiner cool yes tess is mean to him and it's so funny because like Shane is like, are you okay? And he, he just gets his drumsticks out and goes, oh, you're a drummer. No, he says, so the boy's on the floor. Joe Jonas goes over and is like, are you okay? And the kid just looks at him and he's like, you're a drummer, right? And then he pulls the drumsticks out. And he goes, oh, you are pockets. a drummer. Yeah. And then he like, he's like, are you any good? And he like taps on the floor a little bit. And then Joe Jonas does the exact speech from High School Musical 1 that Troy does to Kelsey, where he's like, oh, you're the playmaker, Kelsey. That is, is nearly word for word the <laughs> he's same. He's like, you've got to extend the rhythm that you got there with your sticks to your feet. Yeah. But he's really nice about it. And you again, keep the beat. You're the playmaker, Kelsey. You know, Joe Jonas, we're looking for new friends to the podcast. We, we'd love you to be <laughs> friend of the podcast, Joe Jonas. To but the Jonas friend of the podcast. again, fantastic teaching. You empathise with this child. You don't embarrass him. You talk to him. You empower him. You're like, that was pretty cool. And we'll get you there. Really lovely teaching moment. You know, mm. that kid will remember that. You know, he's probably working, you know, in a bank nowadays, but he tells his friends about the time that Shane Gray took that time. And he may drum on the weekends in like a wedding band, but that's your impact on him, Joe Jonas. Never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> you got your little Joe Jonas rant out of the way now. Hey, I spiritedly <laughs> defended Troy Bolton. I will defend Joe Jonas and Shane Gray, fine. apparently. That's fine. So we get really, really cringe moment so mum for some reason has come out of the kitchen and she's trying to talk to Mitchie and Tess mm -hmm. and she's just I just wanted to meet Mitchie's friends and the kids are like okay go away yeah Tess is super rude about it and too. Mitchie's just like well you know yeah she's a world famous cook like she's worked with my mum you know she's cooked eggs for everyone mm -hmm. you know like yeah all these MTV like celebrity couples she's done eggs like beyonce loves her omelette yeah you know and the kid's like wow wow that's so cool for somebody who doesn't lie minchie's getting pretty good at lying it's more yeah so obviously she is straight up lying but when her mum is obviously waiting for Mitchie to be like oh guys this is my mum i'm sorry what mum expects their teenage daughter at camp to admit that she's got here for half price because she's also working behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And, like, you, she knows that she's sneaking into the kitchens. 
Yeah, like to go to work. It's not that like, she's embarrassed of you, Mum. It's just that she's a teenage girl. She gets to carve her own identity through. It's like when your mum is a teacher. Yeah. You know, at the same school that you're at. Yeah. You're not going to admit to it. No, and people will know, but you're going to kind of hide it as much you're as You're not going to go in telling people. No, exactly. Yeah. Unless you're me, where at, I, I was year two, which is primary school over here, and my nan was like a TA, and she'd come in to collect some of the kids, and I would wave like, hi, nanny, really excitedly. Because you were clearly a really cool child. I know, right? I just love my family. What can <laughs> I say? <laughs> so, yeah, and... Brown enjoys Shane riffing and he's like, it's good to see you just musicking for the sake of music. Mm -hmm. You should come to the campfire tonight. And she's like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. It's my favourite American dad joke where Roger gets out his little tuna and goes, no. (laughs) Yeah, that is a good joke. I want one of those just specifically so I can do that. I just specifically in the classroom that you're just doing, you turn up your voice and just go, Can I move seats, sir? No. <laughs> sir? Sir? I really need to go to use the toilet. No. <laughs> <laughs> we get too cool. And there are kids who literally just came to this camp to back up dance. They're yeah. not singing. Right. That feels so wrong. They should be a partner camp across the lake for this like camp dance there's a there's a in the sequel fine <laughs> but do you get what i mean like this you should be this should be for people who are practicing musicians or people who want to produce music mm-hmm. this shouldn't be for people who this want to this is just... something that's going to come up in the second i one. think it's stupid mm-hmm. i think it, they've got an idea of what camp rock should be and they haven't made it clear if this was a performance camp for ever for, you know camp arts or, or yeah you know it's a performance camp you yeah know? but it, then that would require them to include theater exactly but they don't want to do no that. they don't because you know there's clearly in a in a musical film there is clearly like a, a bias towards musical theater in this camp mm-hmm. but yeah so lola we learn earlier on they have this weird way of saying things about other kids mm. where they'll be like Mitchie will be like, wow, she's really good. Yeah, and Broadway so, maybe. Right. Caitlin's like, yeah, she should be her mum's on Broadway. Like, Mitchie's an idiot for not knowing this. What has her mum being on Broadway got to do with her? I know. Like, Tess is not good at music because her mum is. Because well, clearly her mum has no time for her. Interestingly, I'd argue Tess is not good at music at all. Well, that's true. I did not like her song. It's too auto-tuned. Mm-hmm. I don't get the vibe that she's actually performing a song there and then. Yeah. Because it's very auto-tuned. And I appreciate that she might have somebody there who is a producer that's kind of done some stuff in the background. But some of the songs in this are way too polished yeah. to feel right in the moment that they're performed. I would only be okay with it in the way that I am with Mitchie's finale song if we knew that Caitlin had produced it for her. You know? Like, if... Because Tess and Caitlin hate each other. Who is Tess getting to produce oh, these songs? Oh, presumably got other music producers here Or, like, anyway. teachers, maybe. But, but I just think there's too many songs in this that come across too polished. Mm. And give me some believability in musicals. I, I know that they're not just standing there actually singing, you know, like... Yeah. But when you get it and it's massively auto-tuned, it just... It detracts a little bit from the performance. Mm-hmm. 
we get a nice interaction between Shane and Mitchie. And Shane is very defensive over being a stupid cookie cutter. Pop star, Pop yeah. Pop star, which, you know, I can understand. You know, you want to be a proper musician and here you are being a paint-by-numbers musician. Mm-hmm. That is quite upsetting. And he says that he can only put out what the label wants. Yes. So, yeah, no reason he's disillusioned. <laughs> and then I made I made the joke. So Mitchie says, well, you've got one girl who'd buy your CD. My chat like, at the TV going, great. yeah, but what about the other 9.99999 million? That we need to buy this. That we need. It's like, great, we've got one, but what about the others? And then, just like all camps, mm-hmm. it's a food fight. A clean food fight. Why Why does Mitchie get taken away? Because she's actually clearly in the middle, clearly trying to stop. Well, so at the point at which brown comes over mitchie is grabbing a handful off of her shoulder so i think he assumes i know but it's also very clear she's in the middle but yeah. you know i understand i am a teacher you sometimes get in the middle of these situations you just got to pick the three up there but i think yeah. i would say if i was brown using my professional judgment it's clearly the other two girls and this one's in the middle yeah so caitlin accidentally knocks into tess and is all upset until she sees it was Tess. Goes well, I was upset until now. Yeah. So Tess pours some some plain noodles over her. Yeah. Because filming food fights is really difficult. Yes. Because you need like multiples of costumes, and you need to be able to reset perfectly, which means hair and makeup have to come back in. Oh yeah. And... It's a lot for a twenty-five day film shoot. Yeah. So they obviously didn't want to do that. So we have plain noodles and vegetables. Yeah, and also there is just like you got a laptop right there. That if we actually need this laptop working. It's a bit later on that really stresses me out with yeah. the laptop. So yeah, you know, it, 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 it's a fine, boring little food fight for what it is between mm-hmm. these two. And yes, we are in Brown's office and, you know, what happened, who started it. Well, Brown. so Brown says, who threw food first? And Caitlin says she did, but she didn't throw anything. Threw. Well, technically, yeah, she did. But... Yeah, so Tess tips her food yeah. onto... Well, okay, on a technicality then. But that's why Caitlin yeah. admits to it. And yeah, Caitlin is told that she's going to have to join Mitchie on kitchen duty. But Mitchie Mitchie's... isn't out yet, no, basically. Exactly. So, you know, we know what's going to happen. We know what the next kind of step in this 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 mm-hmm. saga is going to be. And uh, we get Find You. Yeah. He, Shane has found Mitchie who's carrying all the chips and he jokes, oh, are you really hungry or something? And he says, hey, I, I've been looking for you. I'm glad I found you. I've mm-hmm. got this song. You know, will this one girl buy this record? It's called yeah. Find You. And yeah, she looked very so into it. here is where he explains that he heard this girl singing this one time. Yeah. And this is his response to her song. Yeah. That he heard her singing. So... This is the song that he's written and he... It'd be really convenient if he spoke some of the lines of that song to uh, Mitch, you wouldn't Yeah, it? he was like, yeah, it's like, uh, here I am. <laughs> here I am again on my own. Uh, I I like this song. However, similar to what I said about Too Cool, why has this song got back up in the chorus? You can clearly hear multiple other voices. See, this is the only one that I'm okay with because... I think what's happening is, as he's singing, both him and Mitchie are imagining what this song would sound yeah, like. I... Or at the very least, he is. And because we're only focused on him for this song. Yeah, it, 
it still is is jarring. I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, it is what Not it is. A, like I agree with you on the test one. Yeah. But this one, I'm like, this is I would fine. say the test one, though, arguably has more reason why it's believable. Because she's actually... She actually has backup singers. And she's got a public performance space where somebody could have that computer. It's literally just these two at this point. I feel like this one is worse for me. But I, I take your point. Mm-hmm. We get a really great line here. Because Mitchie says, I liked it. And I don't lie. Well, I present to you the first half of this film. Well, that's exactly why he gets so upset with her he later, does. obviously. It's like... It's things like that that really make you dislike your main characters. Because you're like, come on, have some self-awareness. You are lying to every single person and you have the goal to say this. It's It gets to a point where you're like, you're not, you're not a nice person, are you? Yeah, basically. You know, I can understand her lying to people to try and fit in. But don't then go around like, you know, you are perfect. It just, it feels like you're you're asking to get caught. So, yeah, she arrives in the kitchens mm-hmm. and she goes to sort out the chips and then in comes Caitlin. Because she's on kitchen duty now. And is told, oh, great. Well, this is a really busy one. It's, it's Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got six hands. You're, you're two and three. Oh, who's the fifth and sixth? Oh, my daughter. Oh, cool. I've not met your daughter. Enter Mitchie. And then... You're counting hands. Yeah, I am. What are you confused by? I just got confused by the number of people and the number of hands. But yeah, well... No, it's fine. You were right. Yeah, I was right because I remember the line because... I just stopped being able to remember how many hands humans have. Well, Mitchie walks out carrying... And she looks up, sees Caitlin, so puts the chips in front of her head. Yep. And then she goes, oh, hi, you must be hands five and six. The chips that she also just brought into this room, put down on the other side of the room. And has taken them out. Yeah. And as she goes to walk away... She Mitchie stands in trips a mop bucket and falls over and gets covered in wet chips. chips. Yeah. yeah. Trips and chips. Twips. My favourite. Better than chips and dips, it's chips and trips. Twips and twips. And the truth is out. Yes. And we get a really nice sequence where they're all arguing. Yeah. And Caitlin's... And a great line. Oh, this is rich, but I guess you aren't. Like, yeah. all right. Caitlin comes across quite Clearly. nasty in this, this point. But she also is, like, quite rude in front of Mitchie's mum. And Mitchie's mum's like... Hey, don't talk to my daughter that way. Yeah. And it's just I like consistently love Mitchie's mum. Yeah, but as a mum, wouldn't you be like, right, you need to tell me what's going on because right this now. isn't the first weird interaction I've seen with you at this camp. And I've gone out my way. Speak to me or Yeah, we're going tell home. me what is happening. Otherwise you don't get to be here anymore because Exactly. It's a weird situation. You would wonder what was happening. She obviously is just like oh, Mitchie drama. I'm not dealing with it. It is weird. Tess thinks she's warm and a perfect match for Shane. And yep. Caitlin laughs and is like, okay. Yeah, and that's a weird... teen magazine says so. But that's also a weird kind of like subplot that literally just happens here and never gets brought up again like Tess trying to date Well, there's another... There's, Shane. There's a f- like few and far between, but there are some lines about it. Like she says... When they go out onto the stage to perform Too Cool, she says, okay, try to look cool because Shane's in the audience. And then... And it's the same when she's like, dress up because green's his favourite colour. Yeah, we're all going to wear green because green's his favourite colour. It's like, okay. I know, but it just feels very like just... Do you remember being a teenager and thinking that those things mattered? No. Because I really do. I don't. I really remember being like, having people tell me, oh, well, if a boy's favourite colour is blue then you should wear blue on Mufti Day because then you can um, 
like he'll notice you and me being like okay like, yeah i don't remember those sort of things i just walk those yeah well you're a boy so we get caitlin performing here yeah. and it's like really like song of the future synthetic it's yeah, very and, xenon yeah yeah and yeah minchie likes her vibe and wow she's really good leaping this, lizards yeah so this scene has kind of become a meme yeah because Kate, Caitlin, what she's playing is is not good. No, it really isn't. But, you know, Mitchie starts doing the right thing and stands up for Tess. And stands yeah. up against Tess, I should say. <laughs> whatever, major loser. And then she's like, whatever, major loser. Well, that's so last year. Did you not know that, Tess? I thought everybody knew that. Well, I guess not everybody. Yeah, and it's nice. And yeah. then... They're, they're starting to become friends again. They're blowing yeah. up balloons. Mm-hmm. And her mum presents the most atrocious looking Why are you so upset ever. by this? Right, the CD cookie is yeah, pretty cool. that is cool. I love that she, she calls it a record. She is a caterer. That's her job. And the mm-hmm. best she can do is make a cupcake and paint a musical note on it. Eighth note, yeah. It's awful. And that cupcake looks like it's been bought from like Walmart or something. And she's just painted it on. It was fairly obviously like drizzled, nozzled on, you know? Yeah, but it doesn't look anything. In fact, like, I've paid for this catering company to come in to cater my child's birthday party. We're doing a musical themed birthday party and that's the cupcakes we get. Well, also... I could do that. I kind of agree with you. But also, that's not enough frosting. No. I just I just think like... Who's the CD the cupcake cook- for the cupcake? Leave, leave the CD cookie and that's it. And that's great. She's thinking outside the box. And I'm like, cool. She's going the extra mile here. Mm. And then we get that cupcake. That's awful. And it just, it looks awful. And it looks Imagine bad. if instead it was, see, does this look like a CD? Because I've made these square cupcakes that look like tape, cassette tapes. Yeah. Like that would have been cool. Exactly. So they become friends mm-hmm. and we learn that, you know, Caitlin used to be Mitchie. Mm, Tess's gang, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that fell apart because she was reduced to being back up because Tess fears competition. Yeah. I don't think Tess has anything to fear with Caitlin, though, to I be completely honest. Between the two of them, I think we're okay. Yes. And then the Jonas Brothers argue over the phone. Mm-hmm. And then we get the weird play the music montage. Yeah, so Shane goes and tells Andy that he's looking for the girl with the voice. Right, so at this point I realise Camp Rock is the Little Mermaid. Well, I was going to say it's Cinderella. It's the Little Mermaid. Okay. Prince Eric has heard Ariel sing Mm -hmm. and he's finding that girl. And he won't settle for anyone until he hears that girl sing. And Shane kind of already likes Mitchie. Mm-hmm. But she can't be his girl because he's not heard her sing. Do you know that in the, the stage musical of A Little Mermaid, there is specifically a scene that they put in where, you know, Prince Eric's like assistant guy. He holds a ball and invites all these princesses to sing for Eric because <laughs> they're convinced yes. it must be a princess. And Ariel can't talk. She comes forwards and she dances for him and he gives up searching for the girl with the voice. Because he just knows. Because he's like, it, I have to be with her. And it's literally like two seconds later that Vanessa shows up. Yeah. It's such a so, good addition. Right. So I was kind of expecting that because this is so 
this is just a little mermaid i know you're gonna say cinderella he's it's the for, same basically the same yeah, premise but this is but yeah. this is little mermaid mm-hmm. and he's looking for that voice he's looking for that song <laughs> do you know that one of the songs in the stage show is called that voice really yeah yeah <laughs> cool so yeah and then you know everyone starts singing he's like no it's not that it's not that and mitchy isn't going to indulge besides he hasn't even seen me sing so it's not going to be me he's looking for and this whole sequence ironically leads to them in a boat a la kiss the girl yeah this and is little going mermaid with, spinning around in circles yeah, yeah I was, okay i was cool. really You're expecting right. it to now go, to go into sha la 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 don't be scared see the thing go is in, kiss you actually girl. sang that when the scene was happening I did. and i was like huh that's funny and then about five minutes after that i was like oh this is cinderella this is another Cinderella yeah. story. But you're right, it is The Little Mermaid. That's really funny. Yeah, and we get another bit where... When is it that Tess finds the book? It must it's, be around so, here now. It's around here. Shane is getting... Oh, so Tess outs Mitchie as well, that's, being... That's going to come in a little bit. Yeah, but... so she doesn't find the book yet. It's okay. not until after that. So... Yeah, because the next thing we get is Tess finds out the truth mm-hmm. without even trying. Yeah, which she is why walks... it's so funny. Yeah, she didn't have to do anything. This is just happenstance. Exactly. It, it, we knew it was going to happen. It happens purely by coincidence, and she remembers it. And then we cut to the Jonas Brothers doing their song. Yeah, which is "Play My Music," mm-hmm. and Connect Three are here to judge Final Jam. Well, it's not to judge yet, but they're here just to perform. Yeah. And yeah, this one felt really rocky. I really liked this one. But again, we also had the cringe musical director in the corner, just like popping and locking. Having a great time. Yeah. I have a headcanon that it's Martha from High School Musical Grown Up. Possibly. So, the foley for the cheering, I have a real issue with. Because it's not cheering from people in a camp, it is a stadium cheer. Mm-hmm. It's far too pronounced. The only way I've accepted it for this scene here is because it's like in Connect 3's head. Sure. They, that's the, what they used to. But it was the same cheering for Tess. I said and that Tess it was um, that this outdoor like little amphitheatre thing they've got going on just has really good acoustics. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Connect 3 are like, oh, this sound is great. We found our new voice. We're going to demo it and we're going to market it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Shane's on cloud nine and he's going to come falling straight back down to earth because Tess makes the truth come out and Mitchie tells the truth. Like you said, why is everyone so interested? Nobody seems to care as much as Tess does, but okay. I would understand if what was happening was this conversation's happening, Shane is stood behind Mitchie still. And it's somebody else's turn to perform. Yes. So in the background, somebody else is performing. Nobody else is really listening to this. Yeah. And Tess does it specifically because we've seen her previously Take annoyed yeah. that that Mitchie is spending so much time with Shane. So if she was doing it specifically to upset him. But this is it. It's like none of the other campers seem to care that much. It's not that they made a big deal of the fact got anything that to do with him. like, oh, hey, you know, if, if we all audition for your mum, you know, if, you know, if your mum comes, we could audition for her because we might. It's not like anyone seems to care in that way. But yeah, yeah Shane is, is, is devastated because he thought she was different. Yeah. He, I thought you weren't like other girls, but you're just the same. But yeah. Yes. 
So then we cut to the next day and Brown sees that Shane's disappointed and devastated. He wants to know what's happened. Mm. And he knows about the rumour of this 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 girl girl who sang this song. And he should know. So, yeah, Shane says, oh, she sang this song and he plays a bit of it. He, he quotes the lyrics. Yeah. He should know because he's heard that song. And he knows Even who wrote it. Even if he it. was just like, actually, you know what? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Just address it in some way. Yeah. All he needed was like, oh, I, I know, I've heard that song. I, I can't tell you which, which kid it was because obviously there's so many kids. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if this oh. film was just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Midgey. But yeah, no, she's a, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. End of movie. No, it's instead just like, yeah, oh no. Oh, I know that. Oh. Oh, where do I know that from? Why do I know that one? You're right though. It was beautiful when I heard it. It's saying it just came from such a generic face. (laughs) You know, like. That's true. So yeah, and then this is the bit in the film where we see Tess. Because she hears this conversation and she knows the song and she goes and she finds the book. And I'm thinking, oh, this really is a little moment because she's stolen Ariel's voice. Mm-hmm. And I was really, I really thought it was going to go the way that Tess was going to be like, oh, this is me, this is me. Yeah, because she picks the book up and she reads it. And what should happen is that Tess performs this song at Final Jam. Yeah. Right, so why does she need to see what happens next with her bracelet? She's already got the way to win here. Well, so... I would still be okay with this happening, right? She does the thing with the bracelet. Mitchie gets kicked out of final jam. Fine. Tess performs that song. But it feels like it's really weird that you've shown her stealing her voice and then just does nothing with it. And she's like, well, do you know what? I don't need that because I'm just going to... I'm just going to frame her. Yeah. Do both or do the thing with the music. Because we've never really been shown that Tess has a lot of integrity to her own music. No. We're not shown her writing songs at any point. It's very weird. But yeah, I was like, oh, this is the Little Mermaid and he's going to make the wrong choice and he's going to crown Tess and something's going to go wrong and someone's going yeah. to have to be like, no! Yeah, and Brown will find the notebook or something, you know? And, and he'll find that it says Mitchie's song, song, you know, yeah. and save the day. That None of that happened. And I do think it would have been better if it did. Because mm-hmm. the rest of this is just like so circumstantial, you know? Fun fact, that's essentially something that happens in High School Musical 3. Oh, cool. Cool. Sharpay probably does something wrong. So. I'm saying nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Mother. So yes, Mitchie stands up to Tess mm-hmm. and is like, you're awful and I'm going to beat you at your own game. Yeah. And, you know, we're running out of time in this film mm-hmm. and we've still got like five days to show. So what are we going to need? Quick montage. We're gonna need a montage. Montage. It takes a montage. So yes, and we have a montage sequence that shows them getting better. But then the night of Final Jam? Before, it's the night before. But it said one day and they move that sign and they fade to black. So it's... it's the night morning of. Yeah, basically. 7am. Yeah. Tess claims Mitchie stole her charm bracelet. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Brown's like, well, I'll just have to have a hunt around. And under this book here, there's a bracelet. Well, cool. And Tess Cancel doesn't even the police. I wonder if they maybe shot this scene first. Yeah. Or they did all the kitchen scenes because they only had this, this room for so long. Because yeah. 
Tess does not sound convinced that that's her bracelet. No, exactly. So, yeah, she's been framed and she's banned from all camp activities until the end of Final Jam. Yes. Okay. Yep. And he's like, nope, that's it. You've not got any evidence. This is it. I'm thinking, well, you've not really got any evidence either, though. You have the word of this canonically mean girl. Yeah. And And a bracelet. Like, you know she doesn't get on with Caitlyn anyway. Mm -hmm. So who's to say that, like, she hasn't tried to get back at Caitlyn? Yeah, they literally had a fight ten minutes ago. You (laughs) know, like, you've not got any evidence either. So this is a big step to ban it. But okay, Mm -hmm. I get it. Fine. You've got to do something. Yeah, sure, sure. And then he's going to announce the set list for Final Jam with the smallest notice ever. It's literally like a a piece of A4 paper. Yeah. I was expecting something bigger, but it is what it is. And then Connect 3, Reconnect. Mm -hmm. The label love the new sound and they're all going forward with it. Cool. And at this point I turn to you and I'm, I'm like, Drew, there's a loophole here. At, at literally one second before the characters figure out, yeah, oh, I'm so, so good. proud of myself. You are just as smart as the characters in this film. Considering the medication I've been on today, I'm pretty pleased. This is where the laptop really stresses me out. They are stood on a dock yeah. that looks like the same one from uh, Parent Trap, where they learn the little dance. Hundred percent. There's a blooper out there where well, the laptop she fell in, knocks the blooper, just like Corbin Blues microphone in high school musical too. it stresses me out so much and it's balanced on like the thinnest railing as well and this obviously isn't a real computer we never see the screen no. of this computer no. so it's obviously just a prop but, but still. oh my god so we learn that if they win final jam they get a nice big trophy yep and for this year only they'll also get to record something with connect three mm-hmm. i said to you if they win they should get the next year of camp rock free yeah, Maybe they should. Far that would better be great. prize. You're the defending champion. You get to come back for free. And if you've aged out of it, then you can nominate somebody in your place to do it. Because mm-hmm. obviously you age out of camp. I get that. <sighs> trophy doesn't really seem sufficient. And yes. Yeah, your trophy doesn't really. Uh, unless you can put <laughs> winner of final jam 2021. 20, like. <laughs> I don't, somehow, I don't think. That's going to matter to any agent on a musical CV. No. Because Camprock does not seem to be sufficient enough. Tess loses her backup. She's mean. Everyone's like, do you know what? Peggy's like, I've had it with you. Stuff you. I'm out of here. Yeah. You always talk to us like we're terrible. And then Tess is even meaner to Ella, who is her sort of Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. And Ella's like, you know what? I'm out too. Lip gloss isn't even glossy. Yes. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, she's lost all those dragons. Yeah. So quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, one after the other. She's she's really, really lost this pitch. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out why you were talking about dragons. Those dragons. Okay. I reference. get it. I get it. Um, that's a niche reference if ever yeah, there was one. And... So Ella is also in the Hasta La Vista gang. Right. So she goes on to perform with these guys. Yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. Does she know them, or did she literally just, like, spontaneously get up? Pasta La Vista's good. It's H to the A to the S to the T to the A. La, La Vista. Vista! It's okay. You know, th- this is the first it's time we've had... a little trampoline, still a bit. This is the first time we've had some nice choreography in this film. Mm-hmm. I don't really think there's been any other moments where we've had really good choreography. How dare you? Shane Gray's choreography is nothing but... Oh, okay, right. In a... <laughs> In a musical <laughs> singing sequence. Yeah. That's just enough. a dance number. There's way more in the second one. I wonder whether they got yeah. a new choreographer. Tess's mum made it. 
which, mm-hmm. you know, great. Tess sees and is like, oh, yay! And she borrows, you know, some choreography from a chorus line. She has the mirrors and she performs yeah, in front of the mirrors. mirrors. And she sings a song called Two Stars Are Brighter Than One. Yes, I actually forgot to rate this one, but... Uh... <laughs> Is it called two, about two it. stars are better than one? It's two stars, but the lyric is two stars are brighter than one. Two stars are brighter than one. Na, They're na, twice na, na, the fun na, na, na. ask anyone. We've been listening to TV show soundtracks recently. I will say, if you're going to ask anyone, don't ask Connect Three because they do not look impressed. No, but... The... But that's because, like, Kevin Jonas is taking offence. It's like, two stars, there's three stars here. Right, so Tess is thrown off because... Both of her backup singers have left her, so she's now carrying this on her own, which she hasn't had to do before. And can't do anyway. Yeah. And also, this is a horribly choreographed number with all these mirrors spinning around. They look like they're really heavy to move. So her backup dancers are having a struggle. But also, the lyrics of this song are essentially like a cry for help to her mum. If you actually listen to what she's saying, (laughs) she's singing about how... Her mum basically ignores her and that, well, that's fine. I don't need you anyway. But one day you'll realise that two of us are better than one. And the best thing about this is her mum's phone phone goes off. And clearly this phone call is far more important than her daughter. And of course she picks it up. Literally this song is a minute long. And it's not great. I mean, I would be tempted to answer the phone. It's like, yeah, please. I just need a distraction because my kid has no talent. How can I be so talented? And my child (laughs) Next year she's going to a counting camp. Next year, she's not even going to camp. She's going to be my assistant and I'm going to make her do my chores. I know it's harsh on Tess. And like, I just, I don't, she's clearly talented. Yes. For me, I don't think she played this role right. Yeah. Megan Martin is the actress that plays Tess. She's very, very talented. I think she's a good actress. I've seen her in a few other things. Mm. But this character is not well written enough. No, and I don't think she's given enough to kind of do to yeah. justify it. And apparently they cut a bunch of her lines yeah, that... because they thought she was too mean for a Disney film. Like, what did they have her saying? Yeah, I this is it. Some of the stuff Caitlin says comes off meaner than Tess sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I just put after this is I'd care. If she didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is her getting her just desserts. Like, we're supposed to laugh at this point. We're supposed to feel like, ha the villain never wins. Yeah. So, we've had our final jam. We've had two. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yep. So, where have all the other towns gone? Where's Lola? Where's everyone else? Mm-hmm. So, this is my biggest issue is Camp Rock, for as prestigious as it is, literally doesn't generate any talent. Yeah. Doesn't generate enough interest in its kids that their final jam, this big final competition, comes down to two, and one of them, like, throws on stage. Yeah. That's awful. And luckily we get a third entry, because this mysterious Margaret shows up. Right, so they don't make it clear, but obviously we've skipped over some numbers. Yeah. Because there was nothing to happen backstage while these numbers were happening. I know, I know. And it's just like... Can we have some reference to the fact that there's been other numbers? Why do we get to see all of Hasta La Vista, but we don't get to see anything else? Yeah. It's a weird choice. Hasta La Vista's a Because it really does. Oh, it's a great bot, but it feels very much like we've only got two numbers here. Yeah. So we find out that there is a last minute entry and that Margaret is going to come out and perform an original song. Yep. And, and everyone's like, like, who's, who's Mar- Margaret? And it's Peggy. <laughs> and, and Peggy. Peggy. 
And yeah, this this should win because Obviously. of the three, it's the most rock. Mm-hmm. It feels like a rock song. Again, like very early Avril Lavigne. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of got distracted because the way she was strumming her guitar... She, she like, didn't once change chords. She looked like Bill Nye at the end of Love Actually struggling his guitar. <laughs> he's just got a guitar and he's just pretending. Yeah, that's what, yeah. exactly what it looked like. So while I think that this actress who plays Peggy, Jasmine Richards, is great in this whole yeah. movie, I really like her. She's also a really good dancer. Yeah. She but, draws a lot of focus in dance scenes. But she's not a singer. No, she's not a singer. And she is being dubbed over by Renee Sandstrom, who seems to do a lot of dubbing for other yeah. people, as well as voice acting work, who sings this whole fantastic, phenomenal song and is Peggy's singing voice for this whole film, so which my... means she's also a backup singer in Too Cool For You yeah. and We Rock. But, so this is the thing is, why give this Where moment... Why would you cast her? Why give this moment to Peggy? Why couldn't it have been given to Ella? Can Ella sing? Ella can sing. So why have we, we not given this moment... Hassel yeah, so why have we not given this moment to Ella and we just have Peggy and Hassel Vista? That's a really silly choice. Mm. I guess it's because you can't be like, and up next is Gabriella, because everyone's like, oh, it's Ella. It's the, the the joke is the fact Peggy is short for Margaret, and who's Margaret? Yeah, and people don't use that generally now. Exactly, so that's where the joke... And it's a great number. It's a shame it's not from that actor, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. And I, I wrote down... Yeah, now there's what... really no question that this was going to win. <laughs> but I put... Because everyone's backstage celebrating and being like, that was fantastic, you deserve to win. Yeah. And I put, now watch Mitchie crash her party. Yeah. Because, of course, like, it's over. It's officially the end of Final Jam. We have Tess goes and apologises. Yes, which is nice. And um, she says that, I didn't know you were actually that good. And when somebody is that good, somebody should tell them. Yeah, which is nice. And, and nice growth. Yeah, nice. Nice little bit of And growth. I like the bit where Mitchie's like, can I go out now? It's officially over. And Brown's like, I'm glad you picked up on my line. Yeah. Out you go, scamp. He says, you're going to rock it, pop it. Yeah. I like pop the word pop it. Pop it. Only because of Pirates of the Caribbean. I just like the word pop it. I think it works. Mm. So yes, and out they come. Do you know what pop it is? No. It's like a little voodoo doll. Is it? Yeah. It's a puppet. Okay. I won't use that then. You can maybe cut me saying that, but like... No, yeah. no, no. We'll keep it. It's, it's educational. We okay. are. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. We're teachers. We like to educate. Yeah. I So we get This Is Me, number two. And yeah, Prince Eric finds his voice. He looks up and he's like, oh my God, it's her. The girl I've been dreaming of. Mm-hmm. And he literally, specifically, this is where it becomes more clear that his song was in answer to hers, which I like as a yes. narrative. But he his song is just to the tune of her song. It is. But it's really funny because as he looks up, he starts singing. There's like an extra who's just in the background, just like, when will this day of filming end? We've filmed so the same scene eight times. And what's so funny is it's like, this should be a big moment when rock star Shane Gray starts speaking. She should be like, oh my God, it's Shane Gray. And she's just like, Oh, are we filming? Yeah, it's the same every year at this camp. Yep. This happened last year. He did the same thing with another girl last year. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be surprised anymore. And yeah, this is a, this is another good song. Again, another very much like Avril Lavigne song for mm-hmm. me. I love this song. Yeah, it, it's good. It's really, really good. And I'm really glad that at the end of this song, they don't kiss. Because you pointed out to me that he's 18 yeah. and she's like 15. Character-wise, yeah. And it just would not work. It'd be really creepy. And also in the same vein as High School Musical. But at least they're the same age. Descendants. 
you can't kiss in your first movie. Wedgie built to, exactly. Yeah. And also, purity obviously, rings. we all have purity rings. So, you know, <laughs> we're just not going to touch on that. No, because then we have to talk about South Park. Because yeah, that's no, my introduction not, to the Jonas that. Brothers. So, yes, Peggy wins. Yeah, good for her, man. Yeah, good. I mean, like, obviously... Never brought up again. Mitchy was not an official entry. We know that. He'd said final jam was over. That's fine. I, I'm fine with the fact that... Mitch, um, do you know what? If Mitchy won, I'd have been annoyed. Mm-hmm. She didn't deserve it. She wasn't an official entry. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, Tess tells the truth about framing them. She says that she spoke to Brown, but she says, it's all fine. I'll see you next year. No, you won't. You're not coming back to my camp ever again. You framed two other campers. You lied to me. I'm sorry. And you got them banned from the competition that could have meant that they started their actual careers. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're not, not coming, coming back, back here. Don't care how much you're paying. Yeah, no, sorry. Off you go. Off you go, pop it. I wouldn't worry too much. Is she not in the next one? She is in the next one. Okay, well, I guess, but yeah, that's it. There's no more camp rock after yeah. that, which doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's the thing is he has to take money. It's like, it's that compromise of like art versus integrity. And it's like, well... You know, I want to make the art and I want to be true to my, my voice, but, oh, 50 grand. Mm-hmm. And yes, we get We Rock. Yeah. Which is we your typical, rock. this is your typical kind of decom final number. Everyone comes together. My initial thought was like, well, if she's been banned from like Final Jam, she shouldn't know the choreography to this one. And you were like, that's your problem with it. If they've rehearsed this, he should know whose voice it is. I'm like, yeah, oh, so yeah. This song is the camp alma mater, yeah. which is their like... Here at Taurus Creek. Yeah. We don't have that here, do we? It's no. like the school song. No. You know? We don't have a school song. We should have a school song. Watch this space. Let the children write it. Like in Bob's Ugh. Burgers. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I mean, my, my camp one, I'm going to know the lyrics to that until the day I die. Yeah. <laughs> because it's forever drilled into my brain but so they all know this song anyway how have they decided who gets to sing weed why is mitchie allowed to riff on this you know right shane obviously knows it because he was a camper here as well but yeah we're just having a good time yeah and yeah we rock we pop we hip-hop that's camp rock Mm -hmm. what is your best song in camp rock this is me I put Play My Music. I quite like that one. This Is Me, the second one, is really nice. And I like it all coming together. Mm-hmm. But I really like that first, like, Play My uh, Music. Play my music. Yeah. I like seeing them perform. It mm-hmm. felt very rock and roll. Yeah. What's your skip song? Um, Two Stars. I would say Two or Stars too or cool. Too Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel really bad because I really like... Two Stars, like... Too Cool, two songs we did not like. Yeah. I feel really bad because the Too Cool one narratively i really like it it works in terms of narrative it's just a weaker song and i think tess like, of should course be... she's annoying enough to sing yeah, that song but tess should be painted as a more talented singer yeah i don't know who is your mvp for camp rock my mvp for camp rock is kevin jonas because <laughs> i love him I'm... he's the funniest character no my mvp is brown my mvp is mitchy mm-hmm. because i think demi lovato is hugely talented. Does a fantastic yeah. job at carrying this. They are very young at this point in time. Mm, you I'd can see old, that. Actually. And I think that they bring a really nice charm. And I think that when you see Camp Rock through their eyes, 
you feel starstruck being in the presence of like minded people but you also feel their dilemma their struggle to stand out and actually fit in mm. and yeah demi lovato they're just so talented they 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 really did do a great job with this one yeah so they were 15 when they filmed well, that's amazing Earth. for somebody of that age mm-hmm. yeah well done demi lovato right. mitchy was was my mvp yeah who would you want to play i mean are you sticking I with brown as your mvp yeah i am okay I think he's hilarious. He's my secondary MVP. I really like it whenever he's on screen, but I don't think he does enough to really qualify. Yeah. You you could get rid of his character at times. And I don't think... It's not like his character is so vital to it. Mm-hmm. And it's fun when he's on stage. Yeah. I say on stage when, it, when he's on, on screen, but mm-hmm. for me, Mitchy, yeah. Who would you want to play? Caitlin. Yeah. Uh... Or maybe Tess, but I feel like I would play Tess really differently yeah. to the way that Megan... It would be fun to play the villain. Yeah. It would be fun to play the villain. It always is. I said that I would like to play Brown. Yeah. I mean, cool. if I was a teenager... If I was a teenager, then, like, I guess I'd want to play Shane Grey. Yeah. Like, the whole Edward Cullen brooding type thing would be fun. Mm-hmm. But... White t-shirts and grey waistcoats kind of thing. Yeah, but I'd be far more, like, rock about it. Mm-hmm. Basically, we we want to rewrite this. I for me, I guess yeah. I I would want to play Brown. Mm-hmm. To sum up my thoughts, I gave it two stars and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel like it happens very quickly, which is appropriate. You know, summer comes and goes quicker than you'd expect. Summer loving. <laughs> I think my biggest issue with this is 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 that the actual camp itself doesn't mm-hmm. seem to have the integrity it should. Yeah, you know. It's not clear what genre we're here for. No, because you have so many different camp experiences. Like, you wouldn't go to a musical theatre camp and expect to be doing just one one discipline, you know? Mm-hmm. But you would expect to go to camp rock and do rock music. Or at the very least have most of the stuff directed towards that and then like some other things. Yeah. Like you... still include the production and the performance Absolutely. aspects. But... but the problem is that this feels like this, you know, if I heard the name Camp Rock as a kid, like being a fan of My Chemical Romance, Meat Life, Fall Out Boy, Queen, that's what I'd want mm-hmm. from Camp Rock. Yeah. And I'd get here and that's not, that's not what it would be to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they need to... The branding is wrong with this one. And I, I know it's such a stupid gripe to have. What would... what would If you were going to run a, a theatre summer camp, what would you call it? Well, this isn't a theatre summer camp, is it? But yeah, but if you were running one, it would be a theatre summer camp. I'd um, call it Camp Waybroad. Waybroad. Well, what was it? Do you remember what it was called in Stage Fright? Camp Nincompoop. No, it's called Stage Door. Yeah, but like you'd have like something fun with it, or, or mm-hmm. like the Playbill Camp. You know, you try and you would try and have a like sponsorship or an alliance with somebody of some sort. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, someone who's going to sponsor some things. Yeah, but I think with this one, you know, if you just call it Camp Music, mm-hmm. it's not exciting, but it's more encompassing. Camp Treble Clef. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, 
uh, it just would do more. I think for me, the characters do a really good job with what they've got. Yeah. You know, you could certainly do more with Shane. He seems to go from like zero to 100 very quickly. I'd like to see more of his journey. I'd like to see more of the conflict that Mitchie has Mm -hmm. and see a bit more like trying to hide the truth. Yeah. I'd like Tess to be more developed. Mm -hmm. I'd like Caitlin to be more developed. And I'd like characters like Lola and Peggy and Ella to have more. Yeah. You know? And I think if this was to become like a full-fledged Broadway show, you'd get that. Yeah. So, you know, I enjoyed this one. Two stars. I think it's it's certainly better than other DCOMs we've watched in the sense of the narrative is clear and it left me wanting more from this world. And that's why it has a lower score than, than it could have, as opposed to just did not like it. This didn't make sense. This was silly. It worked for me. And I'd like to see the second one mm. more so than I've had before. Lola is not in the second one. Yeah. I because... Don't Arian Doyle fired her manager. Because <laughs> it's like, you got me his big decom job. And then that's <laughs> I had what happened. one song and yeah. wasn't important. So, two stars of Camp Rock. Mm-hmm. A nice way to spend a sick Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You know, I, I could just switch off, focusing on this. This really did help the medicine go down. This is a good spoonful of sugar. Good. Spanner in the works, you know. Thank you for sticking with us. You know, we promoted public domain and I know. you get camp rock. But uh, but it's important that we take care of ourselves and that we don't go out when we're sick at the moment. I think it is. And I think, you know, I I hope that listening to this, I don't sound as ill as I feel. I think you, you're okay. Yeah. I People can tell us. I don't feel okay. (laughs) So, you know, thank you for sticking with, I think, the first sick podcast. I say that. I'm sick all the time. (laughs) We've definitely been sicker and still managed to put podcasts Mm. out. There's definitely one episode where we were both ill and we went, upon listening back to it, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, that would have been one of the podcasts when we tested positive. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely one out there that, yeah, see if you can figure out which one we were really ill in. So, it just, it's a shame. I know. You know, that it was one where it was going to be a live one. So, next week, you're surprising me. I'm surprising you. I haven't got to choose a thing, which means I need, I'm... like, time to research. Yeah. It will be clear by the time we get to record it. It's not like I'm going to sit down and be like, oh, hey... This is what we're doing. Yeah. Sit down and tell me everything about it. Mm-hmm. This is one I know that you have seen. This is one we have referenced. This is one I know you like. Is it one we've referenced today? No. Okay. I, I think it's going to be a fun one. Okay. I think you're going to like the surprise of choice. Mm-hmm. It would have It would have followed better... Had we not done Camp Rock today, but I'm going <laughs> to stick Team Beach movie. <laughs> but I think it's one that you will enjoy, and I think it is one that the listeners will enjoy. Wait, so that means it's a decom? I wouldn't necessarily decom, or a Disney movie. 
I know that when we do scheduling, for us, we try to avoid similar things. Like, we won't do two Andrew Lloyd Webbers or two Sondimes in a row, and we'll try to avoid... Yeah, the reason we didn't do Chitty as our backup today is because we've just done a Sherman Brothers. Yes, but I think we might be breaking that next week, and we might be doing another Disney. But that was but my... what haven't you seen? Well, we'll get there it's next week. It's all DCOMs. We'll get there next week. We're not watching Aladdin. We'll get there next week. <laughs> but this had been my plan for quite a while, mm-hmm. and... I can't... You'll understand why, and the listeners will understand why next week. I can't deviate from this plan. It's far too good a plan. Okay. So, we'll be back next week. Are you 100% sure it's Disney? Oh, yeah. All right, okay. So, you will obviously be kept informed via Twitter and Instagram, at It's a Musical Pod, because we will do a poll for next week. And you will know what we're covering mm-hmm. in advance. And you can let us know your thoughts on our Mystery Musical Monday. But you can also let us know your thoughts on Camp Rock. We didn't get the opportunity like we usually do because this was a... <laughs> this was a we had to come up with a backup. So, mm-hmm. you know, we would love to talk next week about your views on Camp Rock. Is this one that you like? Is this one that you don't like? Let us know. And we will discuss those at the start of next week's episode. Yeah. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on the Amazon Music app under the podcast section, on Stitcher and on our OG hosts, Podbean. And if you like what we do, you can go to podchaser.com or on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Help make our day and let us know what you think of It's a Musical Podcast and spread the word. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode that launched last Friday, the second episode of It's Your Favourite Musical Podcast with Ray, as we talked The Slipper and the Rose. And hopefully you enjoyed today, even though it wasn't a foray into live theatre, like we promised. Mm -hmm. But if you're still with us now, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have a magical musical Monday. And we will see you next week. Same bat place, same bat channel.